baby, how you doing? Snookums, you won! You beat the kids, you defeated the professor, you ate his soul and gained his powers, and now you're free to roam the earth and cause turmoil and destruction, and you want me to join you. What? <laughs> yeah, um... Not exactly. Oh. Exactly what happened? Well, uh, sort of, kind of, exactly. Uh, I'm on trial for failure of my mission, letting one of the victims go, and just a, you know, a general lack of uh, evilness, you know. <laughs> what? I, Batty, I... I lost my powers, babe. Aww, you poor baby. <laughs> what the fuck, Maddie? You snapped your fingers and blew me to pieces after all I done for you. So I'm sorry, all right? Sorry? Was that any way to tweet a lady? <laughs> You're pathetic. I ain't doing nothing for you. time we'd have a lot of fun but I'm here on business hello everyone this is gruesome herzog my with my co-host john gilling with our very special guest actress producer victoria demar victoria how are you i'm awesome how are you thank you for having me no problem welcome john hello there gruesome how are you doing good hello Hi. there victoria how are you Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. How are you? Good. I'm fine, Good. thank you. Good. question I'd like to start with is, well, with you, it's a little bit different because there's not a lot in your working life that you don't do. Poet, singer, actress, model. Um, so where should we start? Can we start with how you got into acting, Yes, um, you know, I really started as a child. Um, I was really, really active in the arts uh, right off the bat. Um, my first introduction was dance. Uh, then I got very, very into voice and theater. Um, and then I got very into act, very much into acting. And uh, I realized that I wanted to do it all. So um, I've kind of, it's been present in my life for my whole life, I think. I don't think there's ever been a time where I haven't been performing or working or preparing something to perform. And you was also a ballet dancer? Yes, ballet was my first love. Uh, I would say a very, still a very deep passion of mine would be uh, ballet, especially in dance. My, my two favorite types of dance are ballet and breakdancing. Um, they're my two favorites, but um, but I also do tap and jazz and modern and contemporary, and um, I I'll continue to dance until I you know I'm in the wheelchair I guess and can't physically <laughs> walk. Um, I would hope, 
and uh, so so that's a that's a deep deep passion of mine is the dance, especially the ballet. I can't sit through a ballet without weeping in the first five minutes, and just from you know sheer joy and the beauty of it is just really um, uh, floodgates of emotions come out in me with any with anything like dance because with dance you're you have the music in your body the choreography, you know, or your words to tell the story, and that's it. And it can be very powerful. It's not just all about the the steps, the technical steps of the movement, because most people don't know what the hell that even is. So you have to really um, dig deep to convey emotion and dance, because all you have is your body. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. does, does, it, does it help you in your acting career at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I I enjoy to watch actors who are very physical, um, that have a lot of behavior and movement in, in their work. Um, of course, working on camera is a, a three-dimensional experience, so you can be that. And I, I love to watch that, so I love to, to, to use my, my body um, in, in my work, and it's also helped me. I've, I've, I admire actors who do a lot of over-the-top physical work like stunt work and who really study that and, and do that and throw themselves into it I really very much admire that and um, so I've been taking that on more in my work and as a dancer the stunt coordinator is always very happy to hear about your dance experience because they know your agility and your flexibility and your uh, brain capacity to pick up choreography will be steadfast because you've studied dance so it's, it's, a, it's a similar discipline so it absolutely has served me. I, I didn't know how much it really would and, until uh, very, very late in my career, but it really has served me. And be before we get on to your acting, um, you graduated from New York University with a BA in Theatre Arts and Broadcast Journalism. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I, my first ma uh, year, my first major was, my first uh, year at NYU was dance. And then I had auditioned for the Joffrey Ballet Company's uh, trainee program to be an apprentice member of their company and was accepted. So my second year at school, I decided to change my major really because of the time conflict. I had to be at Joffrey at the same time that I had to be at NYU in my dance classes at Tisch School of the Arts. So I had to changed my major and I was like oh my god what am I going to change my major to because I had so many interests um, you know in drama and acting and theater and, and uh, TV and radio journalism and what was you know music what what, what was I going to major in so I just picked a couple <laughs> and uh, went for it I guess uh, I'm really glad that I went to school my first my first choice was Juilliard and um, you had to be accepted at this hardcore, uh, if you went into to their performance program audition, aside from just applying to school scholastically, it was so cutthroat. And uh, my backup choice was NYU. And so I got in artistically at Juilliard, but scholastically they asked me. And at NYU they accepted me at my audition. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll come here. <laughs> Wow. So that's how I ended up at NYU, but it was, I love that school. It was, I, it was a great time. That's good. Right, we'll get on to your uh, music career in a bit, but before that, if we can just throw a few films at you, 
to hear some comments or yeah. thoughts. Okay, we're going to start with Slaughter Studios. Oh, yes, Reg Corman is the king. That's it. When I got cast in that film, I thought I had so made it. I was like, I'm going to work with Roger Corman. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. That is an honor, though. I mean, Roger Corman is an icon. His way of films, I mean, he's he produces a lot of the, of the new stuff now. It's on the Sci-Fi channel, like some yeah. Sand Sharks. I can't remember what it was, some shark movie. And I love that kind of stuff. I'm a... You know, you were in two of them. Uh, Dino Croc. Yeah, Dino Croc. Yeah, and yes, and and we'll get into that. But I had that one. I haven't watched it yet, but I watched all the all the other ones. But uh, I mean, for a young actress to get into the business, to be uh, casted in a Roger Corman film like Sta- Slaughter Studios, I mean, it does a lot for your ego. I mean, when I say ego, I don't mean to be an arrogant ego. I mean confidence. Like you know, maybe I can do this. You know. Oh, yeah, I mean, I when when I went in for for the the writer of the production had suggested me for the audition, and I had actually went in an audition for one of the other roles, and um, uh, I ended up playing a, a different part. But when I got the job, I was like, oh my god, I got like, oh my god, I'm gonna work like with work with Roger Corman. Like he didn't direct the film, but he produced it, and it was so epic because he was closing his Venice Studios location where they had shot so many of the like epic historic like Corman mm-hmm. classics yes. and I, it was the last film that they shot there and I thought oh my god I can't I, I didn't care what role I played at that point I, that I was a part of that production right. um, w- was awesome and my part was a little bigger that they had really hacked to one little scene in, in the final cut but it, I, I, I again I, I didn't care I was I, I had gotten a job and also that played theatrically in Los Angeles for a month wow as midnight screening um, at a really popular independent uh, chain of theaters called the Lemley Theaters, which are actually no longer. And, um, well, there's there still a couple, but they're, they're starting to all close. And I, I was like, oh, that was just, the, the, again, like it just kept getting better and better. Like I, I got a job, oh, my God. And then it was like a Roger Corman film, and then, oh, my God, and I get to be a part of this production that would be so historic because they're closing the studio. And then, oh, my God, and it's playing in theaters. Like that just kept getting better right. and better. <laughs> Fantastic! I mean, hey, that's bragging rights. I mean, uh, you, the, the goal is when you're in the industry, which I'm going through it now. I mean, you have to audition and all, but when you do get a part that you're not expecting to get, and then what you just told us, it is a big thing, and it's well worth to brag about because that's something that you have in your memories now as an actress, how you got started, and that experience alone, to me, it would just thrive me to want to do more. And obviously, from what you've done after that, you just really had, you know, it gave you that 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 willpower and fight. Like I'm going to do this, and I'm very proud of you. I mean, just oh, what thank you. Said you. There. It, it was so awesome, and you know, some people and not everybody jump in there and go, "Good for you, go for it." Like some people were like, "Man, this is you just this is a crappy B movie. Like, what are you going to do? Just like crappy B movies and like crapped on it?" And then other friends of mine that were like bigger working actors were like, "Victoria, like." Do you know the long list of like Oscar winners and nominees that have worked with Roger Corman? Like that's incredible that you got that job. Like that's exactly right. You're you're on an alumni list now of some heavy hitters in Hollywood. Like some people were like, "That's awesome, man," and some people were like, "It's stupid." You know what I mean? Oh. So you got to go with the people who are like, "Do you know the long list of alumni names that are uh, uh, that are above yours now on that list of people that work with Roger Corman?" And I was like, "Yeah," you know, like yay, blast off. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's funny you said that because a lot of Roger Corman stuff that I mentioned earlier that's on the sci-fi channel, a lot of them are. I mean, A, mm-hmm. actors at one time and are B now, but they're still big names. So obviously he's still attracting big actors. So screw you, whoever said that. You know what I mean? You do what you got to do. You know what I mean? I mean exactly. You know? Hey, I had a job. You know, I, I was working, you know, as a performer. I had a job. so And everything else was just, like, awesome. Right. Well, the next film, I mentioned it. I have not seen it. And it seems to be hard to find is Dino Croc in 2004. I don't yeah, know. you know. The DVD on Amazon.com. Is Amazon it? a lot, yeah. Okay. What was your experience like in Dino Croc now? Well, well again, th- that was an also like a crazy, awesome experience. Just th- th- I went in, again, on a suggestion, the same, same guy or, or pair of guys, but I had a very strong working relationship with one of them. His name is John Huckert, um, and, and I still do. And... Um, another production that we actually just worked on so I've known him worked with him for a really long time amazingly talented guy suggested me again to the audition same producer of Slaughter Studios as well um, Damien Ackaby and uh, when I went in I actually had auditioned for the the, the film opens with the animal attacking a, a lab assistant working in, in a laboratory and it was written very differently than the scene that was actually shot but anyway I was auditioning for that role because John had seen me as an actress to play an opening scene of a film um, that like Jaws like the girl who goes out and mm-hmm. sings with her boyfriend on the beach and she gets attacked by this creature and you can't even really see what's going on but you can see her death you know like in the water and being drug around and it's horrifying because you, know, you, you don't even know what's happening so he wanted to write something like that like something's attack, attacking this woman you can't even really see what it is but her death is just horrifying so he wrote this incredible scene. I went into audition for that, and he was there when I auditioned. And went and did the thing and left. Thank you very much. And like I totally threw myself into it. And he came running out down the hallway um, uh, at uh, New Concord and was like, "Victoria, Victoria, Victoria, wait, 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 wait." And I turned around and was still kind of in tears because it was a really heavy, intense scene. And he said, "Victoria, if they had been lit and set up in there." We could have just shot it. We could have just shot the scene right there and saved money. That was incredible. It was so much more than I had ever even thought of when I wrote it. Look, you know, congratulations. It was so great. It was so great. And I was just like, he's like, thank you, you know. And and I was like, oh my god. And then when I went out and got in the car, my boyfriend at the time was like, I almost came upstairs because I knew you were auditioning for this role with something that was killing you, but it really sounded. Like I almost got out of the car. Like I hope you got that. I hope you got the job. And I was like, I don't know, but the writer just came out and said that we could have shot it. And then I didn't. Again, I got like another really small, other different role or whatever. But um, but again, like to to do a performance like that in front of like people like that and working for that company who were like, wow, like because they're budget savvy over there. I mean, what they can make and what they right. what, what out is unbelievable. And be like. Wow, that was so good. We could have just shot it, and we can be ahead of schedule right now. Mm, like this, this actress can save us money. You know, it's like right. I, I, it being like another really iconic like moment in in like my career was the audition for Dino Croc, which I again like a really really small role, and we were shooting on location at some way far out place outside of Hollywood, and um and it was it was the first time where I had like a trailer with like my like initials on it and like a star on the door and like when I got to set I couldn't find where I was supposed to be because <laughs> I buy the trailers and I didn't I didn't see the initials and I didn't think that I got like a trailer like that 
And I was, like, so mad because I couldn't find, like, the holding area and where I was supposed to be. And they were like, well, you're supposed to be in the trailer. There's Your trailer is right over there with your initials on it. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even, I couldn't find where I was supposed to be. It was ridiculous. I was like, oh, I have a trailer? So, yeah, Roger Corman, that was that was my kickoff. It was well, awesome. <laughs> well, I don't want to take up too much time on this subject, but my question to you, I mean, uh, when you mentioned about the audition that you did and the part was changed okay now what was your mindset I mean I understand that I know about auditioning and it can be frustrating a lot of hard work to build but now did you rationalize your your change in character I mean was the experience alone that you just mentioned about the writers saying they could shut it right here but then the part was changed did you rationalize that in your mind that okay I mean, it's, it's nothing that I did. It, it just was changed. No, you know, at the time, like, I mean, I've been auditioning for, like, 30 years or something like that, like, ridiculous. And every time I go in, I always feel like it's the first time. And I always feel like I get so nervous, like, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. And when I don't get the job, I still have a nervous breakdown every time. I'm still heartbroken that I was rejected, just I, just heartbroken. <laughs> that, like, the reaction was so, like, holy shit. But then I didn't get the part. No, I was heartbroken. It was like a shotgun blow to the chest. I I can never rationalize it. Later, you know, and I always take the job because I'm grateful to have the job. Be like, okay, you know, like, uh, you know, I still continue to work or whatever. But it's 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 always a blow. And and after 30 years, that's ridiculous. I I I mean, since being a child, I, I I still never get over it. It's always sucks. But you just have to pull yourself off the floor, or some people don't, and just keep going. I mean, and then and then that's the that's the test of. Of whether you can really live the life of a performer is can you get off the floor? And some people say I'm getting sick of getting knocked down to the floor and, and to hell with this. And it's it's really hard to get up and keep going sometimes. Well, there's one key word: passion. You have yes. passion. What's the? I go. What's the alternative? What else am I going to do? This is what I've done my whole life. So I just I, I get up. Cutting room. Yes, the you cutting room. About that? Yeah, that that was a good film. That was a really that was a reshoot that I had did that actually they were adding they had shot that film and then they were adding more footage. They were adding a few more scenes that they added me to. So I actually shot that not at the time of the production um of when of when it was shot with everyone else. That was a a kind of um an additional shoot um that was added once they were in post production. So my experience uh, was was with the second unit team and and the director. Um, so and a couple of the scenes that they shot, they didn't even use. Oh. <laughs> so I don't, it's a paycheck gig, you know. That was the cutting room. So. Psychon Invaders. Yeah, sure. The Psychon Invaders, um, directed by Jeff Leroy. It's a sci-fi, which I do. I grew up as a sci-fi fan because of my dad. But your experience on this one, I have not seen it. But I'm going to look for it. I kind of forgot about it. But you're—it's it's a sci-fi. You're now doing stuff for Jeff Leroy. I mean, you got a cast like Ford Austin. Like I mentioned, Sean Kane and Danielle DeLuca. What was your experience like on this film? Uh, well, I'll never, I'll never forget why I got the phone call for this one because I, I came into this one because of um, Vincent Belanchio, who I had. Um, who it is funny how it all ties in with who had. I had started working with John Hucker very early in my career who had introduced me to Roger Corman when I moved to Los Angeles. And Vincent Blanchio had actually worked on one of John Hucker's films called Hard that did very, very well. 
And when I auditioned for Zero Blood for the Sand, Vincent had, was producing that and also had uh, co-written it and co-directed it. I talked to John Huckard about his final choices for his film, and John Huckard said, oh, well, if Victoria DeMar is one of them, you, you have to hire her. You know, you, you, She's an asset to any production, uh, hands down. And, and once he did, I was so very grateful to have met Vincent Blanchio because of Vincent Blanchio. Uh, from that point on, I, I, I wouldn't have had dozens and dozens and dozens of opportunities. I'm so thankful and grateful for him. Um, the blast off with him was really a zero book from the sand, which Jeff had worked on um, a day. I had auditioned for a film that Jeff um, was doing um, with uh, Dave. Um, you know Dave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sterling. David Sterling. Yeah. I did Aliens vs. Avatars with Jeff and Dave were doing a film uh, initially that was called Unseen Evil 2 that was released as something else at the same time I auditioned for Zero Blood from the Sand and they went with somebody else on Unseen Evil and then Vincent hired me for Zero Blood from the Sand but on it Jeff was doing sound and was like oh my god Victoria because Jeff had liked me or David wanted to go another way or something like that and then when I got the call for Psychon Invaders it was because Vinny was like you, this is this is really for Victoria. You should really work with Victoria. And it was the first time that was really like the central character in a film, like the the lead, the star, the central character of the entire story. So I was like, oh my god! And it was thankful, really, to Vincent for suggesting me on that, and for Jeff really going like, yeah, I totally want to work with Victoria. And from there, like doing work in a woman's prison, like there was Jed Rowan was like. Are you guys going to do, like, a trilogy? Are you guys going to do, like, a series together? Is it going to be, like, a Leroy, like, Valencio Demar production, like, series starting or whatever? Because I felt like we were tapping into this, like, bringing the, like, the essence of this ridiculous, sexy movie, B-movies of the 70s in a retro kind of way, like, back, like, as a total, like, homage to them. Like, not spoof, but very close to it, just like a hilarious set, a series of films, and, and and I wanted to do Rat Scratch Fever with him, but I have a serious phobia with rats. <laughs> he, had rats crawl- he had rats crawling all over that girl, and up her arms and, and chest and hair and everywhere, and I, them even getting close to me in We're Open Woman's Prison almost gave me a heart attack and killed me, so I, he, it was like, Victoria, this is the movie that I want to make, and I, I, can I put rats all over you? And I was like, okay, okay, because I really wanted to do the picture, but I couldn't handle the rats, so so then then the series kind of fell into completely. <laughs> so when he was going to make, because for years I was like, when are we going to make another movie together? When are we going to make another movie together? And then when I heard that he was doing this, I was like, what is your budget? Because I want in, and then he said that possibly he was going to be working with Sterling on it again, and I was like, that'd be great, I love Dave, like, I loved working on Aliens vs. Avatar, like, Dave is great, like, I've known Dave for so many years, so I, I, I love the fact that you're a part of this production, that's so great. Leroy, I love his films. Werewolf in a Woman's Prison. Woo! It was one of the best times I've ever had and I've been working for a really long time approximately professionally 15 years or so and we're up in a woman's prison is definitely in my top five um I, I was like making the film like that you like a ridiculous film that you always wanted to make like with your best friends I, I it was awesome I, I almost killed it was the first time I worked on a film and almost killed someone um, by a total accident I lit the stunt actor in the werewolf suit on fire by an accident but 
I have to agree, agree <laughs> with Jeff. In retrospect, though, it made for a great shot because it ended up in the film actually lighting the werewolf on fire and, well, lighting the suit and then throwing it off the cliff was a totally different shot, but actually lighting the werewolf on fire was was awesome. And I didn't mean to, but it turned out to really be great for the movie. Um, so, But I didn't kill him. He's totally fine and well and and has produced several of the other movies that I worked on after that. And you can see the shot in the movie, too. It's when the, in the beginning when the werewolf is attacking the couple, Sarah and Jack, and and he, the werewolf is, is, is mauling Jack. You know, he's got him by the throat and is mauling him. And I run to the fire and pick up a burning log and start beating the... I mean, I'm kind of tapping him with it. It's very funny and ridiculous that I'm kind of, like, tapping with him instead of, like, beating him. I'm supposed to be beating him with it. But I didn't want to hurt him because I was friends with the guy in the suit, and also it was on fire. But by accident, I did light the suit on fire. And you see, like, the suit go up, and he, like, gets up, and he's all kind of, like, frantic or whatever. And that was real because the suit was... (laughs) (laughs) And every time I see it, it's like, ah. And then we're, like out in the middle of the woods somewhere out of like oh man and it was like there was no like hospital like it was a serious moment where the where the executive producer was kind of like uh, was really had like a holy shit <laughs> diary of a serial killer another great title yeah you know that was the original title of that production it was released under the title copycat uh, about a serial killer but i i i love the diary of, uh, of a serial killer title uh better but um but uh, yeah a, a great film I love that film it, it it's still playing you know on like on video on demand and pay-per-view channels here and there and and uh again amazon carries most things it's on uh, dvd oh uh, one of my favorite uh uh attack scenes was ever in in copycats when i got nailed in the eye with a screwdriver great Look, looking through the peephole i'm a crackhead trying to you know light up my fix Someone's bothering me. I'm, you know, what? I'm at the door trying to see who the hell this is. That won't go away. And I get nailed through the, the eye hole, the peephole, with the screwdriver in the eye. It was great. Wow. I got to see that. The, 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 sh- the shot of that is actually on one of my reels on, um, on, uh, on YouTube, I think. It's a Batty Boop Ninja channel or something like that. And it's, um, or on my website. You can go to my website. On the media page, it's under theatrical reel. Um, I have a, several different reels that are a couple, just a minute long here and two minutes there and three minutes there. There's so much material, but there is one that's actually like nine minutes long that has uh, that scene in, in it. The next one, I think you know it by a different title, but over here is Contagion, which I have seen. Oh, yes, Bioslime. John Chago's Bioslime. Woo! Which is now currently playing on Time Warner Cable video on demand if, if you're in the U.S. and you get that service. So uh, check out Bioslime. Was that fun to make? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Um, John Chago is, is like my older brother to me. I, I, I worship him. His work as an artist and, and as a person. And I'll never forget that phone call. He called me and said, Victoria, I'm rounding up my usual suspects. I'm making another production. And just the fact that he thought that I was one of his usual suspects and someone that he wanted in the production come hell or high water, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Um, to be John Chago's leading lady um, was is, is still such an honor. So um, that was that blew me away. That was that was the first time where I really thought that like you know like wow like I'm I'm on someone's list you know like I could I could work for the rest of my life 
like this. That's a really, really awesome kind of safe kind of feeling, a secure feeling in a way. And as an actor, you're never safe and secure. So it, it's, it's, it's really an amazing, amazing thing when a filmmaker, you know, and you see them, the ones that, that, that explode and, and do so well. Now, a lot of them, you see the, the, them hiring the same cast of characters, um, just actors that they just, they, they love so much that they start writing parts with them in mind, and you see them appearing in all their productions, and I think that that is just awesome. The next one, which we've got to mention because of Saturday, is uh, George's Intervention, uh, co-starring Lynn Lowry. An, a hysterical uh, zombie comedy. Um, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon again, of course. I... I I loved working on that production. Um, Tom Devlin, the special effects artist on that, actually brought me in to that production, who I've worked with on a, lo- a long list of films. I know Tom. Yeah, who I just who I just love, who's, who's so talented. And I, I, <laughs> I love him. I've known him for a really, really long time. And I think that um, John and Tom was the special effects uh, creator for Bioslime. And, and the reason it's Contagion on IMDb is because it came out in Japan in 2010 as Contagion on DVD, and somehow it got listed that way. But it, 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 only in that foreign territory is it known as that title. It, it, it is actually Bioslime, so people get confused uh, on that title. But um, I love, thanks to Tom Devlin uh, for suggesting me for, for George, George's. Uh, that also played it for a very short time in, in a theater in Los Angeles as well. Sorry, I think actually the George's movie was the first zombie I ever played. So that was that was why I was so psyched about that film. Uh, a non-zombie movie, but interesting, The Awakening, 2010. Uh, yeah, you know, I, that, again, that was a, a small part. Um, I love shooting out in the woods at night in the middle of nowhere. I, I There have been so many productions that have had that kind of setting for exteriors, and... Um, so that's what made me want to do that film because my scenes were all dancing around this bonfire in the middle of nowhere, and it was rain, and it started to rain, and it, we just got really good footage. Um, and I got hired because I was on that for another film called Dust Up, um, directed by Ward Roberts. Love that film. Oh, love that film. And um, he, he is good friends with the the guy who made The Awakening and went to see. That and I had a similar role in The Awakening as I did in Dust Up, and he was and he was like when he saw the first shot of me in The Awakening, and he was like, "Wait a minute, I know those boobs." Wait a minute, <laughs> oh jeez, those, those are those are the, my boobs. Those are my boobs. Those are the boobs in my movie. Wait a minute, oh my god, Victoria Demar. Yes, of course. And I started to like get these jobs because people were like, "I need those boobs, Victoria Demar's boobs." So thanks for The Awakening getting me a lot of jobs because. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. Killjoy three as yes. character Batty Boop. Yes, my favorite character I've ever played. Mm. Thanks again to John Machago. He wrote that part. Uh, he loved the Killjoy series and was working or discussing working w- w- with Charlie Band and uh, and what they wanted to do. And John wrote uh, Killjoy three, which is also known as Killjoy's Revenge, um, on some DVD services like. Uh, Redbox and Blockbuster in the U.S., um, Blockbuster.com, I guess now. But he wrote that part with me in mind, and when we was, you know, talking to Charlie about it, and Charlie read the script and loved it and wanted to do it, and it was kind of like, Victoria DeMar is the only person who can play this part, though. <laughs> so oh, wow. So we, 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 we want to get, get her. 
and when I and Jeff Leroy read the script before I did, and um and I was like, what what, what did you think? What did you think? You know, I hear Charlie wants to do it. You know, he's he's greenlit it, and I, I hadn't read it yet. And he was like, oh, 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 you mu- I know what character John has for you. You must be Batty Boop. Oh, that's cool. That would be interesting. And I was like, oh, and like that, since Jeff said that, I was like, I needed the script immediately and read that and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the pressure. Like, at first I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is going to be amazing. Like, this is going to be really hard to turn this into, because he was like, I want to use your dance experience and your your movement ability. So I was like, oh, okay, so I got okay. And then he's like, and I want to paint you entirely, and I want give me some kind of a like a dialect or an accent or something, some kind of you know she sounds you know she sounds she has a specific sound. So I was like, oh my god, those are my notes. So that was what I had to run with, and um, I I I was so nervous the first day that we shot that. That was the first time I ever shot on location somewhere where I woke up and was like sick to my stomach all morning before the transportation got there to take me to set. I was just so sick to my stomach and as soon as I saw John, cause it was a five hour makeup application to play Batty Boop before we even started to wow. shoot. And so we had a pre-call with the makeup department and John and me and when I saw John, he was like, good morning, Victoria, how are you? I just bust, broke down and busted into tears. How I was, so, He was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And how I was so nervous, and I just didn't want to let him down. Like, I had prepared something that I hoped that um, he's going to like, and, and, uh, and I, just, I just don't want to let him down. Because <laughs> we were all the way in China. Like, it was, it was an insane, insane experience. I'll never forget it. And, um, and the first scene that I shot, the, fir- the very first day, or my day, was the scene, the seduction scene, where she has the guy in her lair, um, the Batty Boop seduction scene. Um, there are clips of it on YouTube. And um, that was the very, very first day that I shot. And it's funny how everything else, like when you watch it, it all worked. And when I watched that performance, I, because you remember you're an actor, certain, you know, takes or certain scenes you had and the experiences you had. Sometimes you remember when you're watching it. And when I watch it, I go, wow, that performance was mostly one take because we would be action and it would be like, go Victoria. And then it'd be, it'd be like, we're moving on. <laughs> let's, that, that, good. Let's, let's go. And he was always like, so, so thankful for like my preparation and willingness to hit the ground running. Is with that character, you had to go all the way, balls out, because I was fully nude on set in the entire studio, you know, the whole day, because that was a full body makeup application, boots, the wig, the contacts. We had wings initially that with the heat in China just peeled right off my back. We couldn't get them to stay. They were too heavy. Um, and, it just was one of those things where you're not getting many takes of this character. Right. <laughs> like, you're going wild with this, and then we're... You know, and when I saw what Trent... Because what Trent played Killjoy in number two, but he was not the initial Killjoy. And I, I didn't see Killjoy 2. I mean, I had seen it many, many years ago, but I didn't watch it again before we did the third one because it was... You know, I just wanted to be buried in what I was doing, and I, I didn't re- I didn't need to rewatch it. Right. But when I saw him coming into set one day doing this really loud, huge char- character, this big, big, big character he was doing, I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm 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 in the right ballpark because I also when I read this, I was like, these characters are larger than life, and you're playing, you know, like a live action 
character, though. It's something that could be like a comic book character. So you have to be larger than life. And some actors can't commit to being that huge because they get self-conscious and they're like, is this this too loud for the camera? You know, because some people think, oh, you have to be so quiet in front of the camera. You can only be big on stage. And that is not true. It is just a change of venue. It's just a change of media. It's not a change of technique. So, uh, and I think that live-action films like Killjoy, even in low-budget series, not the big-budget live-action comic-like characters, you have to be larger than life. Those actors are, too. You, you have to be when you play that kind of character. Exactly. Next one. What a cast this has. Halloween. 2011. Oh, oh yeah, that that film was a was a excuse the term, but clusterfuck of any every person that that filmmaker could possibly round up and get a day of their time. <laughs> he had a cameraman with him to shoot that scene because none of those people even actually worked together. I didn't work on any of those scenes with any of those people. Like nobody worked with anybody on those like same scenes. Like it was ridiculous. It was amazing that he got all those people in that film. Killjoy yeah. goes to hell, Victoria. What can you tell us about that? Oh, that was that was awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, again, when they said they were going to make another one, I, I very much wanted to, and uh, and I was thrilled. I mean, Killjoy three, I think on I forget what website it was, but they were rating the top ten independent films of 2010 or whatever, and Killjoy three made number ten on that list. And so, for a low budget horror movie to make a list like that, and there were other much bigger independent films on that list, I thought, okay, we're going to make another one. And then when we did, I was so excited, and now I'm just ready for another one. At the screening of Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bomb, I was asking all the producers when we were going to make another Killjoy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, awesome. they wanted me for the voice of Tart because of Batty Boot, because they just uh, they love that. So, it, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, that was the first time I ever worked on a film where, where I went to the hospital um, because I just exhaustion and just like freaked out like it was six hours that day getting into the makeup and suddenly like my I couldn't I had to stand the whole time when doing that um, character I mean I could sit down at lunch because then they could retouch everything before we went back in to shoot but while, while when I got to work I had to when they were ready for me I had to get up and stand totally with my leg my arms up and out and my legs apart fully standing so all the artists could the team of them would be able to work and right I, at some point, you know, they'd feed you your meals and your drink or whatever to keep you hydrated. And then while you're shooting, you know, I'm up and I'm amped anyway. But, of course, you, you can't sit down then because, you know, you're stepping on to shoot. And it was just, it was such an intense application that at one point, like, my, my arm, my left arm started to feel tingly and hurting. And, like, my feet were kind of hurting and numb. And, like, my vision was impaired. And I just, and they were like, okay, we're, we're going to need to call 911. It was, and I, like, I ended up, they ended up sending me home, but then I didn't end up going to the hospital to get checked out, but that was the first time that I ever went <laughs> to the hospital when working on a production, so it was pretty, uh, it was pretty intense. Well, the next film, um, Dust Up, I got that film uh, through a screener from a distributor. Dust Up is a film that, it's so, um, it should be more known, because I love Dust Up. I think that's one of the most impressive surprise films I've ever gotten. I didn't know I was getting. And uh, give listeners an idea of what Dust Up is about. I mean, it's a fantastic film. I, I think John needs to see this film. 
Oh, oh, it's a great film. It's a total action comedy, um, you know, about these people that live out in, way out in the high desert. And um, there's a drug dealer out there, you know, this bad guy out there. <laughs> yeah, right. havoc. And, and because uh, one guy owes him money that, you know, is, is just kind of like a loser, they abscond with his kid. And so him and his friends and his wife are on a rampage to get, they're going to take out this, you know, the... The Al Capone of the desert, and they're gonna they're gonna staunch his his castle and take him out. And um, it, it's just a wild, ridiculous. I mean, a, action comedy. It, Ward Roberts, I think, is a genius. I, I love him. I was so happy to work on that. Um, it actually played in, in theatrically in 15 cities um, nationwide um, in in the U.S., which which was wonderful and. I didn't, I didn't actually go to the Redbox service, but you know, playing on video on demand uh, services all, on cable and and you know all over the place and DVD and, and every film festival you could possibly think of. Um, I, I was hoping that it, it was going to continue to spread in theaters because it would play for you know a, a week or a weekend somewhere where I move on to someplace else. And I, I was hoping that it would actually play in continue playing more cities and longer. Because um, I just thought that that film, the music was so good, the soundtrack was so good, mm-hmm. all the actors were so good, it was shot so well, um, and and it's it's amazing how little they had to make that and what what they they pulled off. Uh, a lot of Amber Benson films were fans were not expecting to see her um, in that uh, in that film. She played the wife, of course, um, and was wonderful, and we're really happy to get her. And she was a sweetheart, and um, not a film uh, very. Very, very far from anything you know that she plays. So, so it was really fun for her as well. And another great actor, Ezra Buzzington, was in that yeah. play, the sheriff uh, yeah. trying to take the drug dealer down. Um, who I've been, worked with and known for many years. Worked on several different productions together. Yeah. Um, Ezra uh, had a great part in The Artist in in the uh, Academy Award winning The Artist um, film. His career is really taking off, and uh, he was amazing in that. Um, so we had a great cast of characters, and um, Al Burke and Tom yep. Duffin brought me in, uh, and Tom's wife uh, Lola brought me into that production, and um, God, we just had a, a really good time. Yes, we are having as much fun uh, as, as it looks like. That's a good film. I really <laughs> love that film. Well, I, I mentioned this a little earlier, but now that we're ready, it's called Stripped in 2012. That's another film that I've gotten. Uh, I've not seen it yet, but give this as an idea of what this film is about. Um, th- this is a great film. I I, um, I really enjoyed working on it. I, I I like to play those. I mean, I'd rather play the monster, skank, hooker, whore, crack head coming out of the sewer than I would ra- than play any pretty uh, girl 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 next door hottie ever. I mean, I would always choose the latter. So um, I played this. Skanky prostitute in this brothel. It was really, really fun. It's, it's um, if you like those kinds of horror thriller films, like Hostel, the torture, serial killer torture kind of films, um, it'll be right up your alley. It was shot very interestingly through the point of view of video cameras, surveillance cameras, security cameras, and such. Um, about these kids that are going to Vegas to celebrate um, their friend's 21st birthday party, and they want to get wild, and they end up going to this, uh, and they want to get in laid and everything, and just, you know, go crazy. The, the bunch of boys and one girl that is best friends with the guy 
uh, who's his birthday, and she's going to meet her boyfriend when she's out there, and, and their friends, and they're all going to rendezvous and party in Vegas, and everything goes wrong when they go to this club where it's uh, more of a brothel, and uh, the hookers are there to drug you and take you out, and the psycho comes out of the basement and hacks you up for your organs and sells them. So, um, cool. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's if you again, if like if you like those torture kind of films, is that grotesque kind of horror or whatever, um, which are seem to be fan favorites, you'll love it. Um, uh, I was really happy to work on it. Um, uh, trying to hit all the. In the zombie genres, the werewolf genres, the vampire genres, the torture genres. I mean, I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, uh, check off my list. Well, one more I'll do, and then John can take over. I want to touch on this. You mentioned this earlier. You had a voice work for this one, Gingerbread, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Uh, not yet released, but as you know, the Ginger Dead Man. I have the the, the, the three pack of that one. I ain't got the new one yet, but that has Gary Busey as the original voice of Ginger Dead okay. Man. And Evil Bong, I have that trilogy. I have not watched it yet, but they're very popular. With uh... Anyways, you were in this film, your voice-wise. Uh, do you know any possibility when the release is going to be? Uh, yes. Um, it is supposed to be uh, first release and available on Full Moon's uh, Streaming.com's new service, uh, kind of like uh, Netflix's screening, uh, excuse me, streaming service. Okay. Um, Features has such a massive catalog at this point. I know. They started their own subscription service to directly stream um, all of their productions, which, I mean, they have a, a, a massive catalog. So it's really an incredible, incredible deal. Right. Um, sign up for, for their service, actually, which is wonderful. So it'll be available on that right away. Um, the release date, I believe, is scheduled for this month, October 29th. Cool. On that service, fullmoonstreaming.com. It's a subscription service. Also on video on demand services, pay per view uh, services, and cable services. Um, in the U.S., it comes to DVD uh, the following uh, month or so. I think it's, you know, they go off in tiers. Like, right, it'll be right. available on this service, and then the next couple weeks will be available on this service, and the next couple weeks will be out on DVD. So, But October 29th, I think, is the first time you can get it uh, anywhere or see it anywhere. I definitely want to see that, but I'd, I'd watch other ones first, of course. Yeah, and I was so ex- very excited about it because um, they did a really good job of catching you up on the Evil Bong series and the Ginger Dead Man series, kind of with this matchup. So if you haven't seen the other ones or you haven't seen the other ones in a long time, it catches you up um, in the story and and uh, and it does it in, in, a, in a fantastic way. So it's it's a total comedy horror. Um, first time I had the opportunity to play the voice of an actual character or, or puppet or toy or animated figure. So I was so very very excited. Again, I'll never forget. Getting that um, uh, call, actually it wasn't a call on that one, it was an email, but I was very, very excited to get that email because uh, it's someone over there was so excited and impressed by um, the Batty Boop voice and sound that um, I created myself that they thought of me to do another voice, which was awesome. The voice of Tart in Ginger Dead Man is a Batty Boop-esque t- kind of sounding character, but not exactly the same at all, but in the same ballpark, I would say. Cool. I definitely want, I'm definitely going to check that out. Definitely. Yay! Next one we're launching on to is The Divine Order. Yes, a film actually, a horror film I shot this year with Patrick O'Bell, who I love. Um, yeah. And Patrick, again, for a very long time. 
who is just an amazing human being, um, incredible artist. I'm very, very supportive um, of his career and his desire to make these films um, several years ago when, when I met him. Um, he's made a couple of them now and has a few more on his slate. Uh, I think he's an amazing filmmaker. After working on The Divine Order, I said to him, Patrick, I wish I could go to work every day and, and get up and go to work every day and be directed by you. Oh, that's nice. Right, we've got three more. So I hope you can talk about these because I think they're all for release next year. Uh, the first one that I definitely want to see is called The Prototype. Oh, yes, the science fiction... Uh, action film. I play Queen Iona, the queen of the universe, so everybody must tune in to it. Um, uh, yes, Marcelo has been working on this film, uh, the filmmaker, for a very, very, very long time. It's another one of those films where we're like, we've been working on it for so many years, it'll be it'll be such an amazing um, accomplishment to see it released. Uh, it just keeps getting better and better. Every cut that I see him working on it, and the more and more time that he's taking to make the picture that he really wants to make and just taking the time to do it I think it's going to be fantastic when it finally comes out yeah the trailer there's a couple of trailers for it on YouTube and they yeah. look really really awesome so yeah. everyone's you know, going to have to see that oh absolutely and he's cut there, he's doing more um, another round of special effects and he's going to release actually another one more uh, trailer before the film actually comes out with some some more scenes in it and some more special effects so it, there'll be one more coming out. Do you know when that's released? Um, I believe it's slated for next year, 2014, but I have no idea what what month, whether it's going to be right. an early late year release or whatever. Again, I know he's, he's going wants to release one more big final, final, final trailer <laughs> for for the film and do a final pass on it, a final, final, final cut on it before it. But I understand, right. you know, he wants to get it right. And so I yeah, think it's a film that was only ended up, the cut only ended up being 36 minutes. It took me five years to make that film. <laughs> what film is that? It's called Loving Grand Parsons. Um, it's not on IMDb. It's on my website. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fan tribute film that I made to uh, um, Grand Parsons, of course, legendary uh, musician. And songwriter, and um, uh, it's a short, and uh, it's been in around at festivals and whatnot. But um, it's available on DVD uh, only through my w- website. It's a film I starred in and produced, and um, it was an epic experience. It was the first film as a producer that I had stepped into that seat in that position, and and it's an eye opener. <laughs> so um, I'm really proud of it, and uh, it's really um, a fun total departure from anything you'll ever see me in that's out on on any other service or site a totally different departure and this part it's a musical drama um so it's not the horror genre at all but um uh it took me five years to make it and i'm really glad that when it was done and it was out and i had the dvd in my hand it was like i was holding an oscar i mean i felt like i'd really accomplished something when i finished it and had yeah. the DVD in my hand. <laughs> yeah, it is it's your own film, so every right to be proud. Um, Two Face will be out next year. Oh yeah, that's a film actually that I just uh, wrapped on. Um, that my role was just wrapped on. I think the entire production is wrapped now. Um, they're in post production now. Uh, directed by uh, John Kearns, uh, Jr. Um, great guy, awesome. I had an awesome time uh, making that. First time I ever got to play like that 
total grit. Like I'm, I'm a grave digging, like po- webcam porn star, like trailer trash, cigarette smoking, beer drinking kind of girl. And uh, it was a great part, great part. Produced by a girlfriend of mine it goes way, we go way, way back um, in Jackie Holland, who also stars. Jackie and I go way back in uh, being in Girls and Corpses magazine together uh, several years ago. Four or five years ago. Five years ago. And our last one, 13 Girls. Jim Towns. I know Jim Towns. Oh, I love Jim. Um, I was so very excited uh, about this production and to be able to be a part of this production. We're having started shooting yet. We don't start shooting until next year. But um, we were going to start this month, and everything, every, the cast is kind of like blowing up on productions. We're like, I'm booked all 31 days straight in October, and Sadie had a film coming out in theaters nationwide, and we lost one of the other cast members who was just cast in the new Hunger Games coming out. So all of a sudden, the production was kind of falling apart because the cast was exploding. And so we pushed our production dates to uh, to the beginning of next year, to January. So um, I can't wait to start shooting that. I, I adore Sadie Katz. Um, she was my hot lesbian girlfriend in Lesbian Zombies from Outer Space um, that we shot together last year. And uh, she is just amazing. Um, uh, she's now in House of Bad, Jim Towns film, House of Bad, that was just released. Sadie also stars in. Yeah, House of Bad. Good movie. Yeah, um, great film. Jim Towns is awesome. I was so very excited to. We had the same admiration for Sadie, so we bonded on our love for Sadie Katz, um, which is which, which is awesome. I, I when I saw that Sadie was doing this film, was also producing the film, and the girl, the some demonic entity possesses this classroom of of Catholic school girls who all end up killing themselves. It's a mass suicide. And Sadie's character is a detective trying to figure out what the hell went went down, and and but the entity, the demon, is still active and around. And um, I play a character that's possessed by the demon. And um, initially, I'd been casting like two different roles in this film, and had like sent Jim a an audition video of me in this scene that he had sent of, of being this of uh, the schoolgirl as the demon, and like totally totally freaked him out. Um, <laughs> totally freaked out. It was like totally was like, what the hell was that that I just saw? And was like, oh my god! So I, I I can't wait to work on this with with the two of them. Jim Towns is a good dude. I mean, I House of Bad I loved. That, that's a cool film. So I can't wait to work with Jim. I'm I'm very 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 excited. They were doing um we were, uh, scheduling like a, a promo shoot day to get some promotional images out and information about the film and. I've been so incredibly overbooked this month that um, there was just I couldn't be in two places at, at the same time just a time conflict um, and, uh, and he was talking about that he wanted to do some just shoot some promotional stuff in addition to the, the stills but to actually shoot um, some scenes or some promotional um, footage for to promote the film over the next couple of months until we go into production and I said I think that was a great idea and he was, so we're going to get together and shoot uh, some Stuff with my character, so that'd cool. be great. Okay, right. Is there any films that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to give a mention to at all? Of my career, that actually was the film that I met Patrick LaBelle on that I can't really talk too much about, but I just wanted to mention it in a brief way. But I can't mention anything other than that, unfortunately. But everyone will understand why when they see it. 
Um, and then there's a couple other things like this month and next month that are actually being released. Ambush is an action film um, that's actually out now in the UK. I think it came out in September, the end of September, 23rd or something. And um, November 12th is its DVD release and I think video on demand as well in the States. Um, and a really awesome film directed by Caleb Emerson called Oyo de Noyo, which is a fantasy thriller film about some serial killers that take out uh, a bunch of victims and one of which starts haunting them, which is me. Um, and I'm really excited about that, which is going to play at um, Quentin Tito's Beverly Cinema here in Los Angeles um, in theaters and uh, followed by a, a DVD release um, in November, so I'm very, also very excited about that. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about your singing career? I've left that to one side for the moment. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. M- music is another deep, deep, deep passion uh, uh, of mine. Um, I, I love writing songs. I have a recording session uh, this evening. Um, I, the studio has really become my church. Um, I music to me is so very very deep dear and special I my first my earliest memories of music were watching my dad and my uncle his brother without their guitars and harmonize and sing and play together and like blew my mind um it's just such an impression that um I've followed suit in, in, in my life to create music so um I, I think I don't think most people on earth go a day without listening to some kind of music in their life on a daily basis right so in being able to touch people in that way and literally on a daily basis um, I think is an amazing way to communicate and um, music you know does so many things for so many people and uh, I love 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 and worship my partner on my musical productions Michael Sean Collin who's a film composer um, that I've worked with on a couple of my films a few of my films I suppose uh, we've known each other for a long time though um, a dear, dear colleague, also John Luchago's, and uh, Michael Sean Collin is on John Luchago's Usual Suspects list. Um, so uh, that's how we all met. But um, I love working with him. Uh, I have a CD out now that is a dream that took me my whole entire life to realize. Um, that is now available on uh, my uh, on CD on on my uh, website, uh, ScreenQueenDemar.com, um, which is a 12-track uh, pop rock album that I wrote and produced and published and arranged and performed and it's really a, a literally a lifelong dream realized always dancing around to my favorite artist CDs in, in my room and singing along and pretending that they were my songs it was my CD and now I have my own my own songs and my own CD so um, that's cool I got sick of being in bands for eons and eons, and all bands break up and fight. And they just, you know, I figured going as a solo career, solo artist career, I won't break up with myself. So um, after I got sick of singing everybody else's songs that they wrote and they produced, and now I'm doing my own material, and it's awesome. Fantastic! What a career so far. Yeah, hey. definitely. And you, and you've had the opportunity to work with um, Kim Foley as well. Oh yes. Uh, that was that was really my hardcore music university uh, training and experience. Um, I really learned how to write and record and produce hits uh, because of Kim Fowley and his amazing talent uh, and experience that dates back all the way, um, you know, to the to the '60s. His his dozens and dozens of gold and platinum records are really quite 
amazing. Um, yeah. Jason, and when you work with him in the studio, I would say some of the highest points in my entire career professionally as a performer were in the studio with Kim Fowley. That was the mo- some of the most incredible experiences of my life. Um, those recordings and the music that we had done together and uh, he always used to, to, to yell pay attention pay attention I would always say I am paying attention I am paying attention to all this this craziness I mean Kim Fowler you either love him or you hate him and <laughs> when you listen to his music and, and, and you review his work and then you meet him in person I mean he's larger than life and it's just his knowledge and his experience um, throughout Hollywood is just unbelievable and if you do pay attention it is really quite an education that you will get and um, I, I'll never forget it and it really um, he really pushed me to anything that would happen he would yell write a song about it something would go down or anything would go down in my life or I'd have a thought or an opinion about anything and he'd yell out write a song about it write a song about it and always pushing me and pushing me and pushing me to write songs I was like I'm not a songwriter I can't write songs I don't know how to do this that is not my forte it's not my talent and I, I was so wrong and <laughs> and he re- revealed that to me so um, I'm very grateful for that I um, I have a new song that I've written that I'm working with Michael Sean Cullen on with that I just love and we're gonna get a scratch track down of it and get going on it and I can't I can't wait uh, we just shot a music video for one of my singles that's out on iTunes called there you are um, so that video will be out hopefully in the next four to six weeks up on YouTube and Vimeo and those services to check out. And um, the CD's doing well. If you don't have one, pick it up. Um, I have a nice review and article coming out in New Noise magazine in their next edition. Um, so I'm very, very excited. Excellent. I'll check it out. Is there anything else you want to give a shout-out to before we get to our final question? Um, go to my website, ScreenQueenDamar.com, to check out some news and information. There's merchandise on there. There's uh, release information, my production slate, um, more things that need to be added to it, releases and all kinds of things happening. So I'd say check that out. Check me out all over Amazon and iTunes for films and music. And I have some new prints, uh, 8x10 prints available on my website also um, that people seem to be really loving. So you could check out some new photos on my site as well. Can you name your favorite horror film? Oh, my favorite horror film. Um, God, that's a, t- <laughs> a hard one. I might have to go... I might have to go Spielberg and say Jaws. That film still horrifies me to this day. I have a deep-seated fear of any kind of water that I can't see the bottom. The ocean, forget about it. I never go in the ocean. Jaws scared me, petrified me, terrified me for life. And I think that's one hell of a horror film if it does that to you well into adulthood. (laughs) Um, So, Jaws. Good choice. Yeah, I know you gruesome would like that. <laughs> yeah. I would love to. A, I'd love to have an opportunity to work with a filmmaker like that that creates such something so horrifying that it terrifies you for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to people to to look me up on Facebook. Send me a friend request. I have fan pages. I have a musician band page. I have an entertainer page. There's a baddie boot page. So check me out, and I'm on Twitter too. Um, so I'm I'm out there and about. Fans reach out to me, send me a, a tweet, a friend request, uh, send me an email through my website. To, um, 
send me a hello, a shout out. I I always re- respond. It may take me a while to get to you, but I always respond. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, a fantastic guest. It's been awesome. I wish you all the luck, and maybe in the future we'll work together, Victoria. Yes. You never I- know. A production. Maybe that could be a real possibility because I, th- I think that what he had in mind, his pitch was terrific, and you know, any any Jeff Leroy film is a good time. So uh, maybe. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Take care of yourself and keep up the great work. Thank you, thank you guys, thank you for. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Keep uh, everybody keep rocking and rolling, and then. To the fans, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do what you want to really do. Go for it. Exactly right. Well said. Thank you. Take care, dear. That's it. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, Bye, we'll guys. see you. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>